picture it, Los Angeles, 2022. Welcome to Out on the Lanai, the only Golden Girls podcast you're ever going to need to listen to. I am H. Allen Scott slash Sadie Pines. And I'm Carrie Doherty. And this is a podcast where we used to watch an episode of the Golden Girls and then talk about it. But we ran out of episodes, so now we're breaking down all 24 episodes of The Golden Palace, which, of course, is the spinoff to The Golden Girls and is currently streaming on Hulu in the United States. Yes. And we just watched season one, episode four, titled One Old Lady to Go, which aired on October 9th, 1992, and is the one where Rose falls in love with Mrs. Selner from Mrs. Doubtfire. And Sophia oh. turns a restaurant into a, or the hotel into a Chinese food restaurant. I mean, I do... <laughs> There is a deep dive that I want to go into a love fest for Miss Anne Haney, who was the guest actress on this episode. I, I must talk about her, but we will wait to do that until we get into the episode. Carrie, how are you? I'm good. I, ha- I feel like I have so many things. We haven't spoken in a week aside from text messages and stuff, but like we haven't caught up in I mean, a we week. We do text daily. So it's we almost text like daily. there is a frequent communication. Yes, but these are the types of things that I save for these moments. Yes. Um, Okay, so much is going on. Yeah. One, um, I've had like, I get like, I think it's allergies, mm. but like in the evening for the past few weeks in the evening, I my skin suddenly just gets really itchy. Yeah. And then when I scratch, it gets like raised and red, but like not quite hives. And yeah. anyway, I was taking Claritin for a while and that wasn't working. And I was taking Zyrtec. So I made an appointment with the allergist, but they were like, well, you have to come in for like your basic, just like literally just a hello before they can do an allergy test. So now I'm waiting to get the allergy test. Um, And that was crazy. And so now I'm taking Zyrtec and that's working better Mm. for me. But also I went in and I got blood work done for this one thing. Mm. And I told the doctor, I have this thing called beta thalassemia where I just have like low hemoglobin. It's totally fine. I can just like be anemic. It's fine. Anyway, it doesn't affect me. It affects some people. It does not affect me. I told the doctor when she, cause she's like, oh, I'm going to check your hemoglobin. And I said to the doctor, I said, Hey, just so you know, I have beta thalassemia. And she went, got it. And then she emails me and she's like, Hey, your blood work came back real abnormal. We're going to run it again and run some more tests. And I was like, okay. And then they run it. And now I'm waiting like a week at this point. And I'm like, what? Something's wrong with me. And I'm starting to get freaked out. And I'm just waiting day after day after day. It takes forever to get. And she emails me and she goes, Hey, um, so your second round of blood work, um, came back abnormal. You have beta thalassemia. (laughs) And I was like, Bitch, I know. <laughs> okay, first off, I need to say I need to give my first reaction <laughs> to that story. Um, it is such a perfect picture of you being a new parent because I feel like you are pent up with a child and your husband so many days that in the moment you have another human interaction, you're like, I have a story. I need to tell someone. <laughs> oh, of course. This but, story. <laughs> but also, I've been so like all week I was like, Oh my God, I have a baby. I need to stay yeah. alive for my baby. I need to do I Should I have a will written out? Like I was going mad. I have a and will. She's like, I, have a will, I need to have a will. It's because it was during chemo and they like encourage that. So it's old now at this point, I have to probably include Michael in something. Mm. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, and also me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like yeah. who gets all your golden girl stuff? <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, is that now that I could give you the DVDs, but those don't matter anymore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're on Hulu. Um, there's one more thing. Okay. So I, okay. My last thing, 
Yes. And then I want to hear what's been going on with you. I have, I have a, a life hack thing that I have to talk about. Oh, I'm okay. Well, I'm very, oh, oh, very excited. It's a, it's a tease. So please tell us about your life. hack. Okay. Well, that was a great tease. Cause I'm intrigued. Okay. I want to tell everybody life hack. Yeah. And something I just figured out in the last day or so yeah. you're busy, you're busy person. You're on the go, go, busy go, five. go. You have hemocapa hoban. What's that? You have hemocabe labin. What is, what is the thing you have? What beta, is, thala, beta thalassemia. It kind of sounds. Thala, thala, thala with the th. Thatha, say it with me. Thalassemia. Thalassemicania. It sounds like a sorority. Yeah. Um, a- so you're you're a busy you're a busy bee. You're yeah. a person who's constantly on the go, right? You need a quick snack. You need something nutritious. You grab a power bar, right? Yeah. No, well, no. Wrong. No, yeah. wrong. Uh, yeah, I would never... Baby food, you guys. Oh, baby food. Baby In food. my hand, I am holding. I had mere moments between putting my baby down for a nap, little Oreo, yeah. and doing this podcast where yeah. I said, you know what? I need a snack. I need something nutritious. I need something that's going to fill me. What did I grab? I grabbed Plum Organics Mighty Four Food Group Blend. It's a squeezy pouch. You don't have to do the jarred stuff. Oh. And it has banana, blueberry, sweet potato, carrot, Greek yogurt, some chia seeds and stuff. And yeah. you know what, everybody, I never thought of baby food as an adult snack until this moment. Interesting. I've heard adults loving baby food. I have to admit, I, I, that is not a new thing for me at all. It's so funny. The two, the differences in what we were doing before we jumped on this, because we plan recording around, um, little Oreos nap schedule. Yes. And, and when a well, now we do because I believe she was screaming the last time we recorded. <laughs> and and so when Aurora went down, Aurora is not her real name, but that is her name on the podcast. Thank you. Uh, and when Aurora went down, we you rushed to get on the podcast, whereas I was um, furiously trying to wash my face and I, I put a little bit of makeup on and did some things because after this, I'm going with GG VIP Alaska Thunderfuck just to see the musical that Jamie everyone's talking about Jamie or everyone everybody's talking about Jamie that's it um about a drag cool. queen musical thing so hey fun we need two very different lives um <laughs> we do also that sounds amazing it's gonna be fun it's gonna be lots of fun I'm looking forward to it I love a good musical and I haven't been to an actual like show show since the pandemic so I'm very excited to be fully covered up watching a musical that's very exciting. Yeah, it's I'm happy. You're gonna have to let me know how it is. Like, yeah, like, like I'm going to the Burt Reynolds dinner theater with the girls, and the girls being, you know, Michael Alaska. Oh, I hope you yeah. get to see Mr. John Forsyth. Oh, I hope so. Wait, uh, who was the one they ended on that no one clapped on? Um, uh, oh, oh gosh, no, Charles Nelson Riley. Charles Nelson <laughs> Riley. No one, no one cares. But Lonnie Anderson will be there. Mm-hmm. Yes, oh, that's a good one. Lonnie Anderson. Anyway, my Golden Girls news. There was a moment. Now, keep in mind, guys, we are recording this the day after the Betty White special aired on NBC. And so we're probably a week before you guys are listening to this. So this is old news, but it's still nonetheless very exciting news. So last week, as we're recording this, Something came out in the Golden Girls world that collectively blew the minds of every single Golden Girls fan. Carrie included. She just doesn't remember because, you know, she's a very busy woman right now. Um, and I just I have to I just have to play a snippet of it and just let us let us experience that. Thank you for being a friend. Cher singing. Thank you. You guys, Cher is singing. Thank you for being a friend. When she posted this on her Twitter, 
or Instagram or wherever it went to first, probably her Twitter because she loves a Twitter. Everyone freaked out and everyone texted me. And I knew that it was something that we needed to experience. Like we needed to have that on the podcast. And I, I think, I mean, we should probably take a poll because I feel like it probably, you know, we should let the listeners decide on this one. But I think that should be our new theme song and closing oh song. because Ooh. it's share it's share it's share and it's <laughs> it's it's i mean share is singing thank you for being a friend that would be there it would be like if adele even share is bigger than adele singing thank you for being a friend i can't think of another person other than b arthur that i want to hear sing thank you for being a friend that i did not know that that's what you were going to play i'm so happy you did i watched it like a hundred times i saved it immediately in the thinking that oh what if they accidentally release this too early and then they're going to delete it from the internet i saved it the second it happened because you're very very smart you're a very smart person i i love that share covered it i wonder if share knows that B. Arthur and Estelle Getty dressed up as Sonny and Cher and saying, I got you, babe. Oh, I'm sure. Cause I'm Cher, Cher watches TV. Cher loves TV. Cher knows. And Cher loves the Golden Girls. There was a great clip from um, Dame Edna, which is a great drag queen, you know, Australian drag queen or New Zealand. I forget. And Oh, don't get the two confused. They I know, don't like I know, it. But, she's, but Dame Edna, I feel like is probably more associated with these days with the UK because she's in the UK a lot and there's a lot of whatever. Anyway, she had a talk show in the US in the early 90s and Cher was on it famously, I think with B. Arthur. I think they came, they were on the same episode and Cher talked about how much she loves the Golden Girls. And of course, Cher had Betty White on and, and B. Arthur too on her specials and her show in the in the 70s. I mean, there's a great clips of like Betty White and Cher doing musical numbers together and stuff. So like they have a history. So Cher definitely watched the Golden Girls and knew about that. I see Cher like in a bubble bath, just like with the Hallmark channel on in her or like Lifetime on. Eating those emojis that don't make much sense, but are just oh, so wonderful. I I could take a bubble bath in Cher's tweets. I, I would I would actually drink Cher's bath water. <laughs> Like I would, like if someone told me that that had like, you know, purifying matter to it that would help me stay looking as beautiful as Cher for the rest of my life, I would do it. I would. Drink what if? Bath. What if it didn't? What if it was just Cher's bathwater? I would buy it. I would probably. Sp- it would be like a Kiehl's product to me. Yes, take my eighty dollars. <laughs> I will drink and bathe and wash my face in Cher's bathwater. Uh, I mean, it would probably be more than $80 at that point. She'd probably charge probably. at least 150 But regardless, that moment from the Betty White special on NBC was incredible. The Betty White special was a lot of fun. I will admit. Now, okay, I will say I did talk to one of the producers about us being involved, but they clearly were in a rush. So we were not able to be on it, which is unfortunate. Um, I'm just like teasing that a little bit, making sure that people see, know that we were acknowledged at least via a producer of our talent and worth. And it was a good special. Did you watch it? I'm sorry to say I haven't watched well, it, it yet. it happened last night and you have a child. So clearly you are- And big- I also go to bed at 4 p.m. What time yes. was it on? It was on at nighttime. <laughs> so you, it's like- But seriously, not- what time was it on? I think eight or something. I don't really know. Oh, I was getting ready for bed. I was winding yeah. down. <laughs> well, it wasn't bad at all. It was a fun little roundup. But my, I will say a friend of mine, a dear friend of mine from DC um, texted me because <laughs> I hadn't watched it at first. And because I was busy last night, I was out last night. And I, he was like, you remember on 30 Rock when Jack would always have these like weird ideas for specials on the like yep. the, the airtime? 
That's kind of what it felt like, but in a great Betty White Golden Girls way. So I Got have it. no complaints about it. It was lots of fun. It was a beautiful hour or whatever it was. And and some great people. Goldie Hawn, she never does anything. She was interviewed. Like, come on. That's nice. Yeah, it was really. I just, the only person, and, 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 this is not political, but President Joe Biden was on it. Did you hey, see, see the no. picture I posted? President Joe Biden did a small little speech at the end of it. We'll post it for this episode. Actually, I just posted it on the Golden Girls account, so you can just go there and see it. But um, uh, Joe Biden is giving a speech, and in the background is a picture of the girls. Oh, that's it's nice. Really blurry. It's like it's like the picture. It's like that picture. Yeah, I can see. Uh, that's nice. It was so nice. It was a small little clip, but you know, I, I like that he acknowledged the president acknowledged Betty's worth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, as we all should. So that's she's a legend. Up. I have really nothing else to catch up other than I'm very much looking forward to the Golden Girls convention. And I believe they've announced by the time this goes out, they should have announced, you know, Sadie, my involvement. Yay. Golden Girls convention. And so, and also Ellie Glazer will be there as well. Oh, that's exciting. Yes. So it'll be a good little time. I'll be there all dressed in drag, having fun, doing crazy things. Oh, I wish I could go. Get your tickets or if you're in the Chicago area, go check it out. It's going to be lots of fun. And yeah, come meet me. But from a distance. (laughs) Do long extended finger waves at each Mm -hmm. other. No, I'll just wear really long nails. And there so you, go. you have to like, if it, they'll be like that long. Mm-hmm. I'll be like, you have to stay this far away from me with my nails out. Do what Lisa Vanderpump does and just wear a really, really wide brimmed hat so that when, so that people can't get under it. <laughs> well, I don't know if you know this about me, but I'm a very large person and in drag, I'm also doubly large. So when someone even attempts to stand next to me in drag, they, they don't get close. There's a piece of outfit that's restricting them, correct? There's an outfit and there's like platform. I mean, I'm like six four. So like it's incredible. A, yeah, there's a lot of yeah. a lot of me. I want to stand <laughs> next to you and drag sometimes so that when I'm fully done up, so that we people can see just how tiny you are. I would love that. <laughs> little. <laughs> this tiny of a woman had a baby. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right. Should we take a break and then get into the episode? I what? cannot wait to talk about this episode. Break. Yes. I, there's so much I want to talk about this episode, especially I want to give my love to Anne Haney. Uh, love her. I actually do love Anne Haney. And we're back. Oh, we're back. I, I do want the listeners to sound off in the comments of this episode to tell us if we should change the theme song to share. I, <laughs> if enough people comment the next episode, maybe we'll do a share as the theme song. So this episode was... It's it not was, bad. It's not bad, but it's... No, weird. it was really interesting. It actually reminded me a lot of old friends with Sophia and Alvin on the boardwalk. Oh, yeah, I see. I, I, there's There were elements of that, but not in the full execution of that, I will say. Like, I, I wanted more of an emotional story arc that didn't come. What more emotional than yeah. Rose trying to right the wrongs and how her and her sisters treated their own mother when it, she became old and frail? It was all text, but there was no like real, there was no Dorothy and the daughter standing back looking at that. There was no, that emotional connection of sort of having the layered story wasn't there. It was all on the surface, which mm. I needed, I needed more that 
that's what separates it from old friends to me is that there were such layers to the stories and emotions of different generations dealing with their parents getting older. And this wasn't, that wasn't there for this one. Mm, interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Well, let's start right at the tippy top. Tippy um, top top. Right at the tippy tippy top. Um, so I thought there was. Depressed. I know. I loved, I did love her little um, joke at the top about um, she needs money for new teeth. I swear every episode, it's like Sophia and Oliver, they need some money. Yeah. They're going to yeah. pull some kind of scam. Instead of um, Estelle Getty doing the stop or my mom will shoot movie, she should have done a movie where she's just like, stop or my grandma will shoot. And it's just her and Oliver just going around fighting crime. Like, sorry, Sylvester Stallone. Like, yeah. <laughs> sorry, Sly. Yeah. Um, she makes this really cute joke where she goes, I need to make some money. Maybe I should wear a shorter skirt. And she goes, maybe you should just threaten to, <laughs> which do not body shame that woman, but it was kind of cute. I mean, yeah. Um, and then, oh my gosh, this moment made me laugh so hard. It was like a self-actualization moment. So then Oliver comes in who he of course needs money. He's got to raise 50 bucks by Friday to pay for him and a girl to go on a trip to water world. Oliver's got a girlfriend. I have a story about water world. The movie or like, is it a real sea world, sea world, which is what I think water world was based on. Maybe. No, maybe, maybe sea world or just, it's just sounds like a water park. Oh, maybe. Yeah. Then maybe it's not like maybe then, then never mind. I won't share my story. Never mind. It's not related. No, <laughs> but you are the queen of tangents. Why does I it know. need to be related? No, okay. At SeaWorld once, my family went to SeaWorld and it was real boring and they were having such a good time. They wanted to do all the boring stuff. So I got myself intentionally lost at a gift shop because I was over them. So I just stayed behind as I saw that they were kind of leaving and they thought I was behind them. And I was like, I'm just going to stay here. And then I just went off and did my own thing for like two hours well and then did you hear your name over a loudspeaker no i didn't hear my name over a loudspeaker but um uh, one of the one of the people i think i forget exactly but one of the people came up to me like and was like oh are you so-and-so like, oh yeah yeah <laughs> but i was so chill about it i just i i mean they were boring they were being boring and i knew i could have more fun on my own were they worried about you i'm sure but <laughs> but they i mean that's what they get for being boring. I'm sorry. It just, I mean, I, I, I don't, I, I hope Aurora does not grow up to be as bad of a kid as I clearly was, but I also hope that she has as much personality as I did in being like, you're boring. So I'm going to do this. <laughs> Dear Lord. Well, I hope that she feels like she can be independent but i don't want that to mean wandering away from me well no she won't wander away what you'll in do a theme is be park. Like, you need to text your auntie sadie and and just whenever you have those moments of just like being whatever and i will clearly be the wonderful distraction where she can okay like great escape your boringness because i'm sorry you and matt can be but you just talked about baby food and how much you enjoy it so like uh, hey clearly she's gonna have a moment <laughs> of being bored that was a life come. hack for our audience if you want to call me out on talking about my itchy skin and my weird blood that's fine but that was a life hack for I'm just our saying, audience. <laughs> Aurora's not going to enjoy it, and she's going to come. She's going to want to come play with dolls and put on wigs. So let's just be real. <laughs> so Oliver asks Sophia if she wants to collect cans with him, and then this exchange. You know what? I think we should just play the audio for this okay. exchange because it's so good. Sophia, you want to help me look for cans? Sure. I got nothing better to live for. <laughs> 
You don't have to be sarcastic. I wasn't trying to be. Oh, God, I wasn't trying to be. I'm so depressed. How am I supposed to go on? I'll split the money with you. All better. All better. <laughs> <laughs> so fun. I love a good Sophia depressed slash you know, greed will get her out of it. Moment. I just, it I just, a lot and I love it. I love her going just, Oh God, I wasn't trying to be like, I, don't I know. also it's love just... them having them making fun of Oliver for having a girlfriend. I mean, it's a domino effect of them having have him having a girlfriend and, but it doesn't go anywhere. That's the thing. Like it's, it, it kind of ends sort of towards the beginning of the episode. What do you mean? Or does it go on? Am I forgetting? It goes on. No, it goes on. It goes on. It felt like a storyline that didn't really go anywhere to me. No, it totally does. Um, So uh, it's the story is that so Oliver starting to become interested in girls. So now Roland realizes he's going to have to have the sex talk with him. I guess you're right. It does. It just it just it just changes in a way that like I didn't see coming, I guess. I don't know. Okay. Well, we'll keep talking about it. There's something. Yeah. Yeah. Continue. Continue. Okay. Um, So, um, so, you know, he's 12. I feel like that's kind of an appropriate age to get it. Um, uh, So Blanche offers, like she'll give all over the talk. Um, I mean, (laughs) what would that be like? I, I would, I would die for that. And there is a name at, there's like, there's a nickname at the end of the episode that I'm, I'm, I cannot wait for us to get to of Blanche's. Oh, I think I know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah. Which will relate um, to this. I'm, I'm dying. I'm ready. Um, so yeah, Blanche wants to give him the talk. Chewie just can't stop saying sex in this like <laughs> kind of creepy way. Um, and then Roland, like, but he's like, he's not sure like how to do it, what to say. And Blanche says, um, my mama told me that sex was a woman's duty. That was the word she used duty. And I thought it was going to go to a place of her being like, and yeah. I now know that that's wrong and incorrect. But instead she goes, and I guess I've been a proud little soldier ever since. <laughs> and Chewie goes, soldier, you're a four-star general. I salute you. Um, definitely like- a problematic point of view, but I- it does line up with the time that Blanche would have been a teenager. Like it was a woman's duty to cook and clean and like lie flat on her back so her husband could, you know, get off and maybe get her pregnant so she could take oh, care of her new baby and her man baby. That's interesting because I, I mean, I, I got the cooking and cleaning part, but I took it as, and this could just be my, you know, birth of maleness coming out in me, but I took it as her, being sort of proud of being sort of like a sexual being and sort of having sex with all the men and sort of being making herself sexually available because she clearly received sort of uh, uh, stuff that she wanted from the sex with men. And mm-hmm. that, and that's what I read it as, that she was sort of a proud soldier in her own sexual exploration of getting what she wanted from sex in pleasing her getting off and pleasing men, if that makes sense. I, I, I agree with you. I think that was Blanche's interpretation of it, but I don't think that's what her mother meant when yeah, she no, said, I think no, I Blanche think is yeah. proud at how much sex she's had. And like, yeah, absolutely. You should be proud. Like, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. But yeah. Um, 
So we also learned that um, there's a there's a little bit of marketplace confusion because there's a new Chinese food restaurant in town that's also called the Golden Palace. And people keep tr- calling the hotel and trying to place food orders. And Sophia overhears this happening. And of course, she wants her money for new teeth. And also, she's supposed to split all the money with Oliver. Yeah. So she's like, ka-ching! <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, Which, I mean, the thing with this storyline, and we'll get more into it as it goes into the episode, but the setup for it is genuinely funny that you can, you can, you can aesthetically see that how someone would confuse the golden palace for a Chinese restaurant. Like you mm-hmm. can get, you get that. And that's a funny joke. That's a funny conf- comedy of errors. I will say the writers kind of took it in a direction that is, should have been inappropriate then and is inappropriate now, but mm-hmm. the setup for it, if they would have just leaned in a different direction could have been really funny. If they had lifted Margaret show out of the episode, her character, then. Or given her I, a different angle or yes, the direction of, of the story. Cause there is a way and we'll get to it, of course, but there is a way of. Oh, everyone you know, knows what we're talking about. Yeah. There is a way. Yeah. If you've seen the episode, you know exactly what we're talking about, but if there is a way that they could have gone, I mean, this is, of course, I'm speaking from a white person's perspective i'm very obviously very clear on that but i do think that there is a way that they could have told a more interesting um uh inclusive story that would have been respectful while at the same time included the many different types of people in the space and and told still a funny story in what they were trying to execute it's just they executed it in a very cheap way that then relied on a lot of stereotypical jokes that are frankly offensive and that, yeah, that would not would not fly today yeah. on a or network it, television it program. Flied, it should not have flied in 1991 or two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, so, and then we start Rose's adventure, her journey. Um, so she needs $5 for a woman named Vivian who forgot her this wallet. Is so funny. This mm-hmm. bit, I <laughs> laughed out loud so hard. Um, I don't have the exact quote written down, but... Um, she uh she goes like borrow five dollars yeah she's like she, she for, to pay for her meal yeah blanche thinks she's to mm-hmm. pay for her meal and then blanche is like you know you're you own this restaurant just as much as anybody else or this hotel just as much as anyone else you can put it on the list or whatever and she's like i know this is my tip yeah and i just <laughs> that's so funny it was so great it was so great it also shows um, you how smart because i mean fans have been talking about this in the sort of on instagram and twitter i've been seeing a lot of it where the Golden Palace shows how smart Rose actually was or could be. And this was sort of like an indication of that in a lot of ways. You know what I mean? That there, that even though she's kind of being dumb in this moment, it's still a smart way of being dumb. I mean, she's $5 richer. So, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, so, uh, so we see Rose sitting out in like the little hotel courtyard with this woman, Vivian, uh, regaling her with St. Olaf's stories. And I think this is the first time we've seen this little courtyard at the hotel. It's pretty cute. Yeah, a little would, quaint. I would die to be an extra sitting out there in a lawn chair. I mean, I hate sitting outside, but Ooh, I would die to be sitting out there. Well, you know it's actually inside though, right? It's yeah, on a sound stage. It would still be hot to me and I just wouldn't like it. Okay, but usually having those stages, they usually keep them freezing because the lights are warm. Yeah, but so I'm probably would have actually been actor, pretty cold. Like my body <laughs> would feel hot because I'm in the scene. You know what I mean? Got it. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, so now I feel like we gotta talk about Anne Haney, who Anne I'm gonna let Haney. <laughs> 
Anne Haney. I love Anne Haney. She is such a, like, uh, uh, she doesn't get the respect she deserves in terms of the the type of character actor that she was and the type of roles that she played. So first off, we have to give the the Golden Girls connection to Anne Haney. Anne Mm -hmm. Haney was in the Operation episode where she played in a beautiful beautiful scene with Dorothy um, Mm -hmm. when Dorothy's having to get her foot surgery and she's talking to Bonnie and Bonnie's having another, I think, uh, full mastectomy. I think she was having, I forget exactly what she was having, but she was having cancer related surgery. And, and it was such a beautiful scene and she's such a beautiful actress and she had done so many things, but in the eighties and nineties, Oh, Anne Haney knocked it out of the park. So she was in that episode of the golden girls. She was in a great episode of designing women where she played aunt Phoebe Stillfield, I think was her name. And, and then of course she was in Mrs. Doubtfire, which everyone knows the great kitchen mm-hmm. scene where Robin Williams puts the pie in his face to whatever. It's and a cake. It's a cake. And she, <laughs> and the cream drips into her coffee uh. in his face. She's just so perfect in that scene. And of course, I think Michael's so great. favorite performance of Anne Haney is in Liar Liar, where she plays the secretary in Li- Jim Carrey's secretary in Liar Liar. Mm-hmm. So good. But my favorite part that Anne Haney ever did, ever in her life, and Golden Girls fans, if you are a true Golden Girls fans, you will appreciate this because there is a Betty Rue connection to this. It was in Mama's Family when she played Alberta Meacham. And it was, she's a mini episodes. Alberta Meacham was an incredible character. Anne Haney, round of applause. If I had an applause, I would, but I'm just going to do this. Round of applause. Do you still have your B. Arthur button? I do. I'm not kidding. I'm not. <laughs> I'm, not. I'm not. I'm not kidding. Anne Haney is everything. And Anne Haney. I just, I just. I want a button board. You have so much power. I know. Well, you should just tell me what buttons I should put on and we should, we should work that out. But yeah, yeah. Anne Haney, mad respect to Anne Haney. Ooh, oh. love her. Um, what, another thing that's fun fact about Anne Haney. So she was born in 1934 and Betty White was born in 1922. So she's Betty White was actually 12 years older than this woman that she's calling mama. It's like a real, like B. Arthur is still Getty dynamic. You know where I thought the story was going when it first started. And cause I mean, like we had said at the few episodes ago that we are watching these episodes for the first time, probably. I don't, I don't recall ever watching this episode before. And I thought when she was talking about when she was saying her name and everything, I thought they were going to go in a direction of it was Rose's birth mother. And that was Rose's birth name. That she, you know what wow. I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I thought they were going to go down that. that she was Charlene. Path. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. it, it and that to me would have been a really exciting. I mean, of course, a recycled storyline, but a really exciting storyline for Rose right. to, to deal with. But then it went in a direction that I don't think was executed so well, but mm-hmm. it was fine. Yeah. Oh, that's really interesting. There was that one where she met her real father. Yes. Who the, is the monk? Yeah, the monk. Who, who, yeah. Who's the guy? The Don Amici. Is that his name? Don, I believe it was Don Amici. Don Amish. Amish. I don't know, but he won the Oscar for for that that um. For Sister Act. No. <laughs> Nobody should have. And that was Sister Act two. Thank I know. Back you. in the habit. Uh, but no, for that movie about the cocoon, cocoon. Oh, cocoon. Yes, of course. Cocoon, yeah, of course. Cocoon. And I think it was with, I think Cher gave him his Oscar. Oh, wow. Actually, because there's a picture wow. of Cher and them together. I'll look that up. I might be wrong. But Full if circle. I, if I'm right, I will post it on the Instagram. Um. So, yeah. So Rose is like regaling this woman with um, 
you know, St. Olaf stories about winning, you know, Miss Gouda cheese and they put a fragrant crown of Gouda on her head. And Rose tells Vivian, she reminds her of her mother. And so, you know, Vivian's like, why don't you just call me mama? And she's this really like, you know, sweet kind of quiet old lady. Um, And, and, but it becomes very clear um, when she sees Roland that like, oh, this woman is suffering from something because she thinks that Roland is Liberace. It doesn't, yeah, which I mean, (laughs) that's funny. Again, this whole, every episode, it feels like they're just making Roland into like, like my the, like the gay man I want him to be because I want Don Cheadle's Cheadle like I want speaking of we're not there yet I'm gonna save it for that episode okay that, but but a fan DM me a video that I'm very excited to talk about. oh gosh wait is he playing volleyball no but I okay. wish oh oh I wish. I've watched ahead you haven't oh there's a scene where he's playing volleyball is he in shorts mm-hmm. oh. ask me if he's wearing a shirt. I need to go to the restroom. (laughs) I'm not kidding. Um, I'm not kidding. (laughs) Um, Yeah, because they say, um, Rose is like, you don't look like Liberace, except when you walk. They make so many gay jokes around Roland. Um, So Roland wants Rose to call the police because this woman, Vivian, who's like- lost. Yeah, she's like hanging around. She doesn't have her purse. She seems to be a little confused, um, you know, because he's like, we're liable for her. But Rose thinks that she just needs a nap. Yeah. yeah. Um, At that point, it does become a liability because if she falls, if she gets hurt, if she gets mm-hmm. there's so many situations that they could get in that could be really sticky. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then I'm just going to skip this whole scene. Sophia pulls Oliver into her Chinese that's takeout food mean. scheme. That's, and... what, that's what I mean. It's just that that storyline went in a direction that became less about Oliver and a girlfriend and like kind of. Well, like... you could argue that this episode has three stories because it has so right. right. it has three. And this is maybe why it didn't feel quite right because your A story, your main story is the one with Rose and Vivian. Yes. Your B story could either be this Chinese food marketplace confusion one or, or the, the C story, which is the sex talk. And that's what so I mean. there really it's are. The, there are three and, stories. And it, they should have picked one and stuck to it, you know? Yeah. It, when you do three stories, you don't have a ton of real estate in a, a half hour. 30 Rock was really good at doing three stories, but they yeah, were also, that was a rapid paced show. And they had so many callbacks too, that they could do, you know, quick cuts to different scenes and stuff. Yeah, that sh- multicams are, they're more like plays. They're more yeah. like theater productions. Um, anyway, so some time has passed. Um, Roland finds out that Rose is still letting Vivian stay at the hotel, even though Rose was just like, she needs a nap. Um, Blanche finally agrees it's a bad idea. And then this is where, and then this is maybe kind of what you're feeling where Rose, you suddenly sort of understand why Rose um, feels this way toward Vivian, but it's happening fairly early in the episode. Um, so maybe it just doesn't feel earned emotionally, but she says that, you know, she had to put her own mother in a home. 
She didn't want to, but her sisters did. So she caved, but her mother was very scared. And within a few weeks, the damage had been done. And that's all she says um, about her mom. And then she it's makes really a declaration. Stumbling. She's like, you know, until, until we find out where she lives, Vivian lives in the hotel. And that's like the big act break declaration. But it, it feels like that feels more like it should be an act three reveal of like, and it, it it needed a bigger moment, maybe. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm where, like back to the Golden Girls, where they had when Sophia's friend came from Shady Pines and they took her in, but she was clearly too much for the girls to to mm-hmm. take care of. And or when when Rose's sister even came to visit, her blind sister came to visit, and they had to deal with the 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 difficulties of being with someone in that situation. And like in those situations, like in those episodes you had a very, not slow, but you had a, 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 an adequate buildup to that emotional payout mm-hmm. when Rose had to confront the sister that she needs help or Sophia had to confront her friend about getting the help that she needs or mm-hmm. whatever it was. And it, it's, this episode didn't have that. It, it, it's definitely very early to have like the, the under the surface reason. It's like, yeah you know, you think Rose wants to help this woman, Vivian, you know, just cause she's a caring, nurturing person, but everybody's like, why do you care so much? And then it finally, at the end, you're like, oh, this isn't really about Vivian. It's about Rose's mother and oh. that experience. And you also don't give Anne Haney enough to chew on. I mean, Anne Haney mm-hmm. just becomes sort of a, uh, you know, an unfortunate older woman sort of wandering around. Well, yeah, she's blowing variety. bubbles in the she's in the elevator. In it's like, yeah. give Anne Haney something to mm. chew on here. Have a confrontation with her. Have a moment mm. with her. That would have been a wonderful payout to see Betty White and Anne Haney together sort of having like an emotional scene. Come yeah. On. Just like just like Anne did with the episode with B. Arthur on mm-hmm. the operation. Yeah. Yeah. It's really, it's really interesting. Um uh, so then we have Blanche has a really funny joke where, um, you know, Roland tries to talk to Rose, but she's made her mind up and Blanche, what Blanche says that Rose is very stubborn when she puts her mind to something. She goes for seven years, she worked on that Rubik's cube, seven years. And that was just to get out of the box. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh God. So funny. Um, and then maybe most importantly in this entire episode, we finally see under what circumstance Don Cheadle jumps over the desk in the opening titles. <laughs> Cause I was wondering, I was like, that is such great physical work Roland jumping over that yeah. desk. Um, so Don it's Cheadle because do many things. Yeah. I mean, he was a regular Buster Keaton. Um, So the phone rings at the front desk. He answered. Someone's to change their order of pot stickers. He realizes what Sophia is doing, jumps over the front desk, runs into the kitchen where, um, where Sophia and Chewy are making Chinese food, putting it in the takeout boxes. Um, It is funny. I do like Sophia's reaction when Roland goes, what's going on here? And Sophia goes, nothing, normal lunch, get out of here. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then, and then we meet Margaret show. And I I, I feel like let's, we know what's complicated about the scene. Let's skip the conversation about this moment until they have, when when Roland and Blanche confront everybody and they're sitting around the table because yeah so a lot to say about this so yeah so they yeah um so they basically um uh they give Oliver the money that he needs for his date 
Um, they pay uh, Margaret Cho for her work. They give the rest to the real Golden Palace. Yeah. Uh, and then that's it. And then that that story is wrapped up. Yeah. Um, so then Blanche and Roland tell Rose that Vivian needs to be with her actual family. And if there's a chance they can find them, they have to take it. Yeah. So Rose goes to call the police. I don't, I mean, what do you do in that situation? Because they also don't know what call her family situation is. Call the police. I mean, there's, I, I, I've been in situations where, because I used to work at, um, in New York, gay men's health crisis. And sometimes, you know, they have a lot of services at gay men's health crisis. And I remember one time an elderly man came in. Um, I believe he was a client of the building. Oftentimes they go to places that, you know, they know are somewhat familiar or, you know what I mean? Like it, there's, there's, he wandered in. And I remember we, it was after hours and I was working and, and I was, I looked at the sort of list of things of like situations, if you're in, in this building, what to do. And, uh, and it was to call the police because oftentimes they have been reported by somebody, the home that they're at, the family member who maybe lost them, the, you know, and now they have, it's not an Amber alert. It's silver a, alert, silver alert where, where um, I, I got one the other day, actually. And it's a great service because there are a lot of people who, you know, you could just write off as just being sort of like a mentally disturbed homeless person or something, but really they're just a senior citizen who mm -hmm. is just lost and, and needs someone to get them back home or to wherever they live or wherever they're getting help. And so she should, the police is the right thing to do. What I really liked is when the police show up, they say, um, we're here to pick up the elderly woman and Rose immediately corrects them. And she's like, her name is Vivian. Yeah. And yeah. I like that she like humanizes her and she's like, she has a name. Like exactly. she's not just some old lady you're picking up. Um, it's so important. So, so and, and then there's a really sweet moment where Sophia is sitting at the table with Vivian. She's looking for Charlene. She hasn't seen her all morning. Yeah. And Sophia says, she cares very much for you. You must remember that. She yeah. only wants what to, to do what's best for you. We all want to. And it's so sweet, like so that Sophia is trying to reassure her, knowing that Vivian's going to be confused. Yeah. And it is like, I, I mean, and I'm sure that she reminds Sophia of so many of her friends. Mm -hmm. And I, I think it really is the first really sweet nurturing moment that we've seen from Sophia in the spinoff. Yeah. And I like to think that Sophia was remembering Alvin in that moment, you know, cause she's been there. Yeah. Um, I also like to think that maybe, I mean, because there is that big emotional sort of leap that Sophia took in not going with Dorothy and staying with Blanche and Rose and staying mm -hmm. in Miami instead of going with her family. And, you know, who knows what could happen to Sophia? Who knows mm -hmm. when Sophia could could be in a situation like Vivian? And so I think in that moment too, you kind of, I mean, I don't know, I, I, I've never been in a situation like that, but I would imagine Sophia probably is thinking like, this could be me. Thank mm -hmm. God I have family here. Thank God yeah. I who care about me, who, who would help me in this situation. And yeah. It, uh, it's and hoping that Vivian has that as well. Yeah, because they don't know at that point. Mm -hmm. um, so then uh, Vivian gets up to grab Sophia a, gla a glass of juice. And Sophia goes, sure, but not Apple. I'd like to walk out of here tonight. And then <laughs> the police come in. And I this actually want to play this clip because it's so good. It's so good. Oh, God, I wish there was a way out of this. Come on, Vivian. <laughs> You're going for a ride. What? 
No, you got the wrong old lady. I'm Consuela. I mean, <laughs> Sophia. My name is Sophia. Sane as a rock. Come on, test me. Test me. Okay, let's go. Come on. Wait a minute. You got the wrong old lady. You got the wrong old lady. Help! Help! You got the wrong lady. I don't want to go. Help! Don't listen, Help! Rose. Trust me. We did the right thing. I love it. I, I love that they they pass by Rose and Roland in the back office, and Rose is so upset. Like I, it's such. I love when a show gives this perspective of a diff, like a full different set that we've never seen, but mm-hmm. from the set that we're familiar with at the same time, like yeah. a different angle of a room. Roseanne mm-hmm. would do that sometimes, where you would see like a like 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 you know how the kitchen table you would never see the other side of the table. The mm-hmm. table only had three sides. You would never mm-hmm. see what it looked like from behind the fourth the wall, side. which is why they call it breaking exactly. the fourth wall. Mm-hmm. And sometimes they would, sometimes you would see it. I don't think they ever did it on the golden girls, but you, sometimes you see it and it's like an exciting thing. It see. is exciting. They do it on uh, friends sometimes too. They, yeah. they shoot those angles when the studio audience isn't there. Cause they have to bring in a whole wall. Yeah, of course. Um, but, uh, um, but yeah, so but Sophia gets carried off. Sophia gets carried off because the wrong so old lady. Help, funny. help. And I also so love good. the payout when Sophia comes back. I oh, it's so it. good. I love it. Um, so now we've got, so now that the Chinese food restaurant story is, that's all wrapped up. Um, now it's time to do like give the, the birds and the bees talk um, to Oliver. Is and this where he talks about the Shelley Winters book? Yes. Okay. Um, yes. He read. So happy. Yeah, he made he read a bunch of books on psychology, biology, and Shelley Winter's autobiography. Which I will say she has two autobiographies, one that came out earlier and one that came out right before this this episode aired. First one was called Shelley, also known as Shirley, and the second one was called Shelley Two, The Middle of My Century. Shelley Winters is everything. Can I tell you what I it's so funny? From St. Like St. Louis too, from St. Louis, my Oh, hey, you're hometown. Yeah. I know Shelley Winters as the mean old lady <laughs> who Pete ran away from in Pete's Dragon, the original one from like oh, 1978. Wow. Yeah. That was, and oh my gosh, if you watch the beginning of that movie, it's terrible. This boy has run away. They're like yeah. his foster family and they're chasing him through a swamp and they're basically like, singing and they're like we're gonna find him we're gonna beat him and i'm like no shelly winters <laughs> but that's so anyway well, so that's to, my connection well, with shelly winters. winters there's so i love shelly winters so much i think she's one of the best actresses hollywood has ever had but she famously i think most people probably know her from the poseidon adventure she was the, the larger lady who kind of saved the day at the end of the film but of course I won't spoilers. You should see the movie. It's actually a really good movie. Cheesy, but good. But Shelly Winters was in so many great, she won two Oscars and she, in Diary of Anne Frank, she donated the Oscar to the the museum because she felt it wasn't Mm -hmm. hers. She she didn't just, she just did it to honor the memory of Anne, which I thought was Mm -hmm. so beautiful. But my favorite Shelly Winters performance ever is the Debbie Reynolds workout video where Shelly Winters is in, like Debbie Reynolds is in like her 80s number, like really tight little outfit. All these older ladies are just sort of dance, like doing the workout thing. And Shelly Winters is in the back. I forget what she says on the thing, but she's in like a track suit that's like she bought from like Walmart the night before. You know, it's like a sweatsuit. It's just it's baggy and doesn't fit. And she's making all these jokes and comments and making fun of Debbie and like, barely can get on the ground it's it's me it's fully me working <laughs> it is so good i will post a clip of that yes as, please it do. is please so do. good 
Um, so, uh, so Roland has these books. Chewy comes in with a shopping bag because he went out and bought some puppets. Who's cooking? Sophie is not there. Chewy was out <laughs> buying puppets. Who is cooking? This hotel is literally falling to pieces. Yeah. Um, so he performs, he takes the puppets and performs a little play called Long Day's Journey into Puberty, which is kind of like Mr. Rogers on Cinemax. The puppets are very Mr. Rogers-esque. Yes. Um, and it's, I forget the guy's name, but the, the, the woman doll was Susie bad girl, which is so good. And then Oliver comes in looking like the poster child for like a nineties teen beat cover kid. He's yeah. got like a purple shirt with the sleeves rolled up overalls with oh one strap God. unbuckled Uncomfortable pictures of those kids on the front of those magazines. I know oh, a, so like bad. a gray, like long cotton sporty vest sneakers. Um, and Roland kind of starts like tripping over his words. And then Oliver finally stops him. And he's like, look, dude, if you're going to do the sex talk, don't worry about it. Like they're teaching it to me at school next semester. Yeah. Um, but Oliver's like, I don't even care about sex. Is that cool? Like, I just like this girl as a friend and Roland's like, great. So after all of that, yeah, it, that's what I mean. learn about it. The whole school. story was little anyway, anyway, do you, do you remember how old you were when you got the talk or what the talk was like? No, I don't ever, ha- I don't, I didn't have the talk. I don't think because the talk never really was, they don't talk to gay kids in the way that you should talk to kids. And so I got a talk that wasn't relevant to me. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like I got a talk that I was like, well, I don't want that. So like, what, what did you I get do? a talk from like your mom or anything? No, never. Mm-hmm. And I had to learn about queer sex sort of like on my own through the internet and AOL chat rooms and stuff and porn, of course. And, mm-hmm. and you know, that's, yeah. I mean, I don't, I remember I had sex ed, I think. Mm-hmm. And there was a video about Bobby getting an erection and being very, embarrassed and then he looked to his friend you know Ted next to him or whatever his name was and he was like and then Ted had an erection too and I didn't feel so bad and I was like oh Ted (laughs) (laughs) Ted and Bobby okay (laughs) that's all I remember from sex ed oh wow did you ever have the talk Mm, vaguely I remember my sister and I in the living room and my mom put on like a PBS Nova special oh my god (laughs) No Massachusetts of you. It was like, <laughs> I just remember like a woman's calming VO. She was oh. explaining things. And then I, I think when it was over, my mom like turned to us and was like, so as you saw, and then kind of like started saying some stuff. I vaguely remember it. Um, I imagine her turning to you like David S. Pumpkins going, any questions? Yeah. So anyway, um, but the scene ends in such a funny way, which I think you were referring to earlier. So then uh, Oliver leaves. He's totally great. Blanche comes in and she sees the puppets and she's like, did Chewie do his play without me? Who played Susie Bad Girl? (laughs) (laughs) Because of course Blanche plays Susie Bad Girl. Oh, I would have. I that's what I wish the tag of this episode was. I wish the tag. Well, the tag of this episode was also bad, but we'll. Anyway, um. So anyway, everybody discovers that Vivian is still there. That Sophia hasn't been around for a while. Um. And then suddenly the police bring Sophia back, and she goes, "I'm home." Um, it turns out the real Charlene, Vivian's actual daughter, had come looking for her, and the whole mess was straightened out. Yeah. And the cop is like, Miss, Mrs. Petrillo, we've apologized. And she goes, and I'm sorry I let you frisk me so many times. Um, also, the woman who plays Charlene looks like she could actually be Anne Haney's daughter. Yeah, they look a lot mm-hmm. alike. You're right. But also, the, the cop said something after the whole Sophia strip search 
or whatever it was the thing um and and like something about like we'll talk more about something you did to me later or something i forget the line but there was something the cops said that like made me be like what oh i must have missed it <laughs> I'll, I'll look for it and, yeah. um but before vivian goes and you know did I don't remember. Did Rose ever get like a really nice goodbye with Vivian? I don't remember that. Either. I don't, I didn't write it down. No. I don't think that she did. I mean, I, I know I watched this episode a few days ago, but they, um, yeah, it just kind of like sort of, that's what I mean. It just kind of fizzled out. There was no real sort of like, yeah. hey, well, it's because of the, here's here. I think it's two things. One is I think the, what was supposed to be the big emotional um, like undercurrent was played earlier in the episode so it didn't feel earned and also yeah. it was a very quick moment yeah. also because they had three storylines they should have lifted one and then given more real estate yeah. to the vivian story because you're right Anne haney didn't totally get to shine i think as much as we would have liked to or have to shine yeah. you know i mean listen i and that's basically the end of the episode with of course the yeah she just song. vivian wants to see liberace play just once so yes. roland hops on the piano and plays beautifully he plays, which of course, of course, Don Cheadle can play beautifully. Uh, and then of course the bumper of this is is Margaret Cho singing very uncomfortably. Um, it like it, I even remember at the end of the bumper, like Blanche looked almost to the director being like, are we done? Like it was so- Oh, interesting. I didn't it notice that. A, it was such a weird, weird ending. Um, but I love Margaret Cho. I will do anything for Margaret Cho. I, I also I, love I, Margaret Cho. I, I cannot call her a friend, but I have met her many times and she is the nicest, nicest person uh and and her team i know her team very well and they are also very very nice that said if they lifted any storyline in this episode it should have been the chinese yeah vote. yeah why why not rope sophia into the the sex ed story with oliver yeah, where been, you know so that would have been funny or so really like, focus on like have a have a have a oliver and the girl comes over moment and like have it be about Oliver on this date with this girl or like Sophia helping him on the date or Blanche. And every they, yeah, like and they all think it's a date. And like yeah. in the end, he's like, yo, I'm just hanging out with this girl as a friend. Something. Like they it's, all assumed it was a date and they just would they just should have talked to him. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, that whole the whole Chinese storyline was uh, it, it just it's it was offensive. But then again, we have to say that is like, you know, we can say a lot of things about why we're offended by that storyline and why it shouldn't exist, but Carrie and I also were both white people. And mm -hmm. so not our learned experience is not, we don't understand why these storyline, we can, we can empathize, but we don't fully understand the cultural reasons of why mm -hmm. this storyline is as offensive as it is. And so, you know, I think it's important to listen to other people, specifically Asian Americans and Asians in general who watch the Golden mm -hmm. Girls across the world and why they might not be comfortable with the storyline. So mm -hmm. like, you know, if you, Please post it in the comments if you want to have that conversation. Yeah. Um, because we're here to listen to it, not to, but it definitely did not belong in this episode. I don't feel. Should we take a break and then get into our golden takeaways? Yes, I think we should. I'm excited. Oh. We are at the part of the episode where we talk about the golden takeaway, which is a nugget of truth or inspiration that you can apply to your life or carry the lives of the lives of others. Yes. I'm not kidding. <laughs> I'm going to be my own button. <laughs> um, Carrie, what's your golden takeaway from this episode? Okay. My golden takeaway. I want to see like 
a late night adult swim puppet show called Susie bad girl. Oh yeah. Where someone who can do a great Blanche Devereaux impression voices, the character, maybe an Alaska Thunderfuck. And on this show, Susie bad girl breaks down stigmas, right? Like why it's not a woman's duty to have sex with a man, you know, like an adult version of Clarissa explains it all. That is what my golden takeaway is. I want a Susie bad girl show. I love that. And I think, well, I mean, I think Blant or I think uh, Sadie Pines is your Susie bad girl. Like that is great done. I do feel like I am your Susie bad girl Um, just in general life. I mean, I think Alaska should totally do the voice. Actually, I think Elliot should do the voice. I would love to hear Elliot be Susie bad girl. (laughs) He would be like, I'm a bad girl. Um, Anyway, my golden takeaway is I want everyone to go watch a Shelly Winters movie. Shelly Winters is just... She doesn't get the respect she deserves. She's a Hollywood legend. She's won two Oscars. There's so many movies to choose from. Some really great movies. One of the, the, in the original Lolita, I mean, she's the mom and she has this like, oh, oh no, The Night of the Hunter. That is a great, great Shelley Winters movie where she plays the wife of this man preacher person who turns out to be like a killer and like, it's scary, but it's good. It's like it's like not scary in the way modern movies are scary. It's like 1960s scary. Charles Lawton directs it. So cool. good. So good. I that's love it. I will watch a Shelley Winters movie that's not Pete's Dragon. Yeah, I'll you watch watch the Poseidon Adventure. That's that's a fun <laughs> one. That's a fun one. Yeah. Oh man, everybody. That was today's episode. And next week we will be watching episode five of the golden palace ebb tide for the defense. They're bringing the ebb tides back. I can't wait. Isn't, isn't miles in that one or no, I don't, I don't know. Maybe. Forever? I feel like miles comes back at some point. Miles does come back at some point. Yeah. Oh boy. It's like a trigger at this point. It's like a trigger. I know. Oh, that was so much fun. Well, okay, guys, as you know, we are on the hoo ha Network. So definitely go check out hoo ha Network. Download the app. You can listen to us on the app or even on Apple TV. You can, you can listen to us. Can't watch us because we have phases for podcasts. Um, but you can also follow- No, we don't. We're stunning. <laughs> I, do. I do. Well, right, do now, not. right now I have a face for podcasts, but you know, give, give me a full night's sleep and I'll look much better. Um, uh, but you can find out on the Lanai on all of the social accounts Twitter, Golden Girls Pod, on Instagram at out on the Lanai official, and on Facebook at Golden Girls Pod. And I am H. Allen Scott and Sadie Pines on everything. Where do you live, Carrie? I am Squidzy on Instagram and Squid Eat Squid on Twitter. And thank you all so much for going on this Golden Palace journey with us. Or, or, or even better. Of, what's that? Uh, I love your power. Right. <laughs> um, yes. Thank you all so much for listening. Let us know what you um, thought about this episode. Uh, hit us up on all the social media and let us know. Um, and uh, also what you think about miles returning. Yeah. In future I'll episode. Your, your thoughts on miles in general. Like I'm sure some people really like miles. I know I'm, I'm, I'm maybe in the minority here on always hating miles, but if you do hate miles, please DM me. <laughs> Let's have a call. And until next time, everyone, remember to As always stay, stay golden. golden. Uh, oh, and tell us if you, we should change the theme song to share. Oh, yeah, do that. Comments, put that in the comments. I